Hello, hello. Welcome to Your Home by Design, the podcast where we talk all about our homes and how they affect our health and well-being. Some episodes we delve deep into the research and some we just chat. I'm Nico, an interior designer and researcher passionate about bringing forward the findings so that you can improve your lifestyle and well-being. Grateful to have you. Let's do this. Welcome to today's episode. Today, we're talking about wanting change and how when you feel the sudden need to change things up, when you experience a burst of motivation, inspiration, when you start to feel the need to freshen things up, why is that? How does it happen? And what should you be doing to ride that out, to make things happen, to execute, to follow through? We're also going to chat about a few trends you might see this year, like the color of the year. I think it's always good to be aware of trends so that you can choose when you want to partake and when you don't, especially as you crave change. And because I think being authentic is important to you, you may want to know. So I'm going to start off today's episode with a little research as to what causes us to desire sudden change in our home. So are you suddenly feeling like you want change? I've spoken to several people lately that are itching for change. And you know, we crave change during certain times of the year, like the springtime. But so far this year, not even a month into January, and people are already really starting to think about wanting to change their interiors. They are eager. And I'm actually kind of feeling like that too. So what does the research say on why we suddenly crave change? You know, what causes us to want change. I'm going to cover a few reasons. And the first one is the season. And I'm going to talk about springtime. The second one is your personal well-being. The third is trends and comparison. And the fourth is assessing and addressing when you're just not feeling your design and decor. So first, the season of springtime, that lovely time of year. Where I live, the spring is a really exciting season. At the beginning of the season, the temperature starts to warm up and we get more daylight. You get a glimpse of colors popping up from the ground and you start to really feel the change of life coming, like enjoying being outside more and planning your garden and spring cleanup. And that shift in lifestyle just starts to become really evident. And did you know that when we are exposed to more sunlight and daylight, our circadian rhythms are affected? And research suggests that it can boost our motivation and our energy levels. So you can imagine if you have a boost of energy, or perhaps you're just sleeping better, you will be more energetic and keen to make changes. And changes to our direct environment are typically on the top of the list when we feel good. Culturally, we tend to think of spring as renewal and growth. It's a it's an exciting time of year. It's a more energetic time of year. Um, and we've reinforced this in many ways, from what stores start selling, to what we see on social media, to what foods are available for us to eat. Um, we look at spring as a time to organize um, you know, we go through our stuff, we purge, uh, we, we really desire to refresh things, to freshen our, our lives up. You know, we're more willing to take on home projects. You know, after the winter, when we spend time indoors, spring really calls us outside. Um, and research tells us that being connected to nature, a little biophilia, <laughs> biophilic design, which is building and design that increases your connection to nature. 
This has immense benefits to our overall well-being. It reduces stress, increases creativity and focus, as well as boosts our happiness. Which brings me to my second reason for wanting sudden change is your personal well-being. So did you know that if you're feeling really positive in life in general, you know those times when things are just going really good, you have a great outlook, you're feeling super happy. Did you know that feeling positive may cause you to want change or to desire change? So if this is you and you're wanting sudden change, are you feeling happy? Are you feeling positive overall about your life? Because when we're feeling good, we want positive change. And did you know that positive emotions may motivate you to set and achieve goals and even cause you to seek out new experiences? Positive emotions have been linked to effective problem solving and increased resiliency. When people feel good, they may look at challenges with more optimism. They might have a more optimistic mindset. They may seek out solutions and opportunities for positive change as opposed to fixating on the negative and the difficulties. You know, when you feel good, you make better choices. Research also suggests that you may experience more innovative thinking. One of the coolest things is if you're feeling positive, it may even cause you to seek out originality and a variety in experiences, which may lead to you exploring new interests and make positive changes to routines and environments, which I think is amazing because as you've heard me say, If you've been listening here for a little while, I'm all about creating homes that boost health and well-being. And if you create authentic interiors that showcase your life, the day-to-day things that bring you joy, even inspire your dreams and the aspirations that you carry, this is why when you want sudden change, and if it's a result of feeling positive, you have to capitalize on that because it will come full circle. Starting with feeling good, then choosing to make some changes to your direct environment to boost your well-being. And as a result of feeling more positive, you have more energy for things like interior planning and projects. You're also able to achieve your interior goals. You're more creative and expressive, which translates in your home. You're more open to new experiences, which you can then showcase in your home, which keeps you feeling happy and living authentically. And honestly, guys, this is why I do what I do. These are the positive changes I want for you. And this is why I created my mini series, Unlocking the Power of Home to Bring Health and Happiness, because there is so much power in our homes to do this. And you can create a holistic home. Just so you know, the mini series is coming soon. So if you are interested, you can get on the waitlist now so you don't miss it when it comes out. The third thing that causes us to want sudden change is trends and comparison. So with trends, they say in marketing, and I don't specialize in marketing, but they say someone needs to see or hear something about seven times before they take action on it. And recently, I heard that that number is actually much higher. I think it was more like 21 times or something. Anyway, my point here is that you are hit with interior looks and products all the time. So if you've searched or followed home decor related pages, then those algorithms are going to send you more of what you like in quotations. And if you keep seeing this over and over again, it is going to reinforce the style in your mind to the point where you might gravitate to it 
even when you shouldn't. And I caution you here because this is where authenticity can take a little backseat. It becomes less important to be authentic as it does to just keep up with current trends. And in my experience, it's because trends often feel safe and they're often readily available. So when you just feel that need to change, you can typically walk into a store and get what you're looking for to kind of um, to appease that need. Um, you know, in terms of furniture and fitting and fixtures, you can walk, you know, you can find the trendy things, you know, either a reproduction or an interpretation of them in either a lower end store or the real deal in a higher end store. So it kind of gives you the feeling like you can walk in, get what you want and walk out. And if you make changes based on trends that you're seeing over and over again, and let's say you change up your living room, uh, you know, you, I don't know, you change up the ceiling details, um, you know, or you uh, paint and replace the mantle and surround or, or you update the lighting and the hardware, you know, and then and then you walk from that room to the other rooms in your home. Chances are you haven't carried this look through or certain details that are important to carry through into other rooms. So even though, you know, one room can absolutely have its own voice, so to speak, it is a part of a whole. And there are certain certain things, certain details and aspects of, of a design that should get carried through into other rooms. So if you don't carry them through because you're sort of being a bit impulsive or carried away with a trend, then you run the risk of things feeling a little bit disjointed um, and not having a cohesive overall sort of feel to your home. And with comparison, and I'm not going to talk too much about this at the moment because, well, I think we all know comparison, comparison typically isn't good for anybody. You know, it can really cause you to be impulsive about changing things. It can cause you to doubt certain things about your home. Uh, I think, you know, you would know if you're comparing and it's causing you to feel bad versus empowering you to make positive change. Because if you compare, let's say in a healthy way, then what cause it might cause you to reevaluate your home and how it looks and functions and then you make plans for change that are right for you so the comparison has inspired and motivated you but not informed you of the look you're doing then yeah but you know it, if if it's healthy you you know it's healthy by the way it makes you feel and if something is causing you to feel bad let's say you follow a social account and it's just every time you look at stuff, you just really feel down and you feel bummed about the way your home looks, then take a take a break, take a step back, you know, stop following for a, for a time, you know, don't waste your time looking to something to inspire you and leaving feeling down. You know, if you want positive change in your home, then you have to look to your needs and your life and your story. And the fourth is assessing and addressing when you're just not feeling your design and decor. Now, if this is caused from comparison, as we just talked about, then you just need to take a break. You need to stop the comparison game and then you need to really come back to it when you're, you're not feeling like you're comparing and that you're just being authentic that something needs to change. But you need to take a break from that comparison first in order to be able to evaluate what really needs to happen in your space. So if you're not feeling great about your home, 
as a re- not as a result of comparison. You know, your home does nothing for you. Perhaps you're not maintaining it as well anymore. You're not putting any heart into it and you just don't feel good about it. You know, if your spaces are causing you to feel any of these things, then change really should happen because, you know, if you make the right changes, as we've talked about, it can have huge benefits to your well-being. You know, improve your happiness, reduce cortisol, you'll have better time management, you'll be more connected to your personal stories, it'll help with your goals, you'll feel more authentic, you'll feel more restored, you'll have improved cognitive function, They'll ha- even things like you'll have less air pollutants, um, your atmosphere might feel calmer. But this is where planning is key. Planning is key and patience is the name of the game here because you have to plan properly before you execute and I think when you want and personally need sudden change this is where you need to take a deep breath and just trust that change is coming but in order for it to have the most impact and to stay the course you know and what I mean by that is you need it to last the like stand the test of time right you can't rush it. You know, a lot needs to be addressed here, right? The first being to become an interior observer. You know, pay attention to what is bothering you and the areas of concern. And then it'll be time for anything and all from purging to organizing to systems to interior editing to inspiration gathering to planning to executing. Now, that may sound really daunting, but when you break it down, it's like one step and then the next, and then the next, and so on. And as an interior designer, there's there's so much planning that goes on, goes into a successful project. And all that planning has to happen largely before it becomes a reality that you can actually physically experience. You know, planning can be several months to several years, depending on the size and scope of a project. So again, your emotions should inform what you need to happen in your home in terms of change, but don't let those emotions cause you to rush the process. So before I get into some trends for this year, We are still at the start of the new year. Well, still in January. Spring is just around the corner. (laughs) You may have already thought about doing some interior changes. So as you plan on what to change, you have to make sure it is authentic to you. You have to make sure you're not acting on impulse and you have to make sure that you love it. It's always good practice to spend some time to determine if it is a necessary change. Do you aesthetically and functionally need this to happen? Then ask yourself, where did I get inspired? Why do I want this? And how will this benefit me? And after that, if you decide that it's in fact a good change to make, then you have to budget it and plan it out completion date and all. So let's get into some trends. So as you see the trends come out for this year and you find that there are certain things you really like, but you know, you might be worried about overcommitting or making a mistake, then I would suggest just going with the less is more approach. Try bringing it in in small doses or change things you can easily change up down the road, like art, um, and decor and accessories, you know, even paint colors, so that you can change it up easily enough when you get tired of it. And it's easy enough to do without breaking the bank. So I I always err on the side of caution when it comes to trends. But 
But if you love a trend and it really speaks to you, then go for it. But make it authentic. You know, try creating an experience around it. Like, um, you know, purchasing something from an artisan as opposed to um, like a big box store. So first I want to talk about the color of the year, the color for 2024. <laughs> well, um, I love this color. Uh, it is a, it's a beautiful color uh, and you can incorporate it in many ways and it can be complemented with other tones in so many ways as well. So um, I don't have this color uh, in my own home. Um, in any sort of dominant way. I, I do have it in a few things and it, it's very subtle, but um, the color is called Peach Fuzz. Uh, and I'm going to read the description off of Pantone's website and I will explain um, what Pantone is in a minute. Um, but their description is uh, Peach Fuzz captures our desire to nurture ourselves and others. It's a velvety, gentle peach tone whose all embracing spirit enriches mind, body, and soul. And now I'm going to read you a quote from a woman by the name of Leatris Eisman, and I'll explain who she is in a second. Um, and she says, in seeking a hue that echoes our innate yearning for closeness and connection, we choose a color radiant and warmth and modern. We Sorry, we chose a color radiant with warmth and modern elegance, a shade that resonates with compassion, offers a tactile embrace and effortly bridges the youthful with the timeless. So if you don't know who Leatris Eisman is, she is a color expert. And she's authored many books on the subject, many of which I have owned over the years. Um, and she is also the executive director at Pantone. So Pantone is the world's leading color authority for um, for graphic design, for home decor, for fashion. And they have a process they go through to select the color of the year. Um, so they look at research and trends, social, political, economical, um, environmental factors. Um, they look at, you know, people's, how people are feeling, their, their emotional state and, and their preferences. Um, so they choose a color that can be used across um, all all um, sectors. So, um, yeah, and they and they, it's for design, marketing, product, um, and it's it's basically chosen to be a guide for professionals to incorporate into their work. So you often will see it on the runways, you'll see it in home decor, and you'll see it in brands. Um, so yeah, so this this peachy color is the is the trend for twenty twenty four. Um, so yeah, keep your eyes out for that because I'm sure you will start to see peach fuzz all over the place if you haven't already. Okay, so the next trend is vintage and antiques. So, you know, I mean, this has been something that we've seen a lot of in the last year, but this is just going to continue. And uh, that just makes me really happy because <laughs> I love um, when I see people embracing using vintage uh, pieces or antique pieces. Um, and if you're curious to know a little bit more about them, I did uh, an episode on them a few episodes back. So make sure you check that out if you want to learn more and learn what the difference is and learn how to incorporate them and everything like that. But so, you know, even handmade things, right? Like it doesn't have to just be furniture pieces. It can be handmade, um, you know, accessories and decor from, you know, s specific artisans, you know, d and it doesn't have to be, you know, can be somebody in your community or a friend or whatever, right? It's just incorporating things that have a bit of pa a patina and that tell a story and that are unique. They're one-off, um, 
which just will emphasize, I think, people's desire this year for authenticity and for to not see things that can be replicated easily. Um, you know, we don't want our homes to look like everyone else's, right? We, we need our spaces to be for us. So I love this. I think incorporating vintage and antiques and things that are handmade and that tell a story are the perfect way to do this. So I'm really excited to see that this trend is going to continue. Um, but like I said, I don't think that this should just be a trend. I think that you should just do this all the time. <laughs> So the next thing is sustainability. Um, you know, we've seen this a lot over the last few years, but, um, you know, this is a trend that uh, is, is meant to continue and become even more important, which is great. So, um, you know, things like environmentally making environmentally friendly choices when you're purchasing things like furniture, um, you know, furniture made with recycled materials, um, buying secondhand and antiques and vintage, which, you know, we just talked about, but, you know, even things like, um, energy efficient lighting solutions, um, yeah, and using more natural materials like bamboo or cork and the overall look and aesthetic sort of feeling a little bit more natural and textural, um, you know, so, you know, when we just talked about, so bringing in things that are, have an artisanal feel, um, you know, all of those things contribute to sustainability, right? So, so really looking at things when you're purchasing them as, you know, is this a long-term investment? Let's make the right choice so that we can have this, if it's a piece of furniture, we can have it for a long time because, you know, it, it's going to really stand the test of time in terms of wear and tear. Um, and even the look, right? It makes sure it's a classic look when you're purchasing something, something that kind of can be reinvented with, um, you know, if, let's say it's a console table, it can be restyled and the actual furniture piece kind of lends itself to, to various styles. Um, so it can work well with other things. Um, you know, so sustainability or even looking to buy secondhand. I love that when, when you can, um, look to purchasing secondhand things versus, versus buying new. I'm, I mean, of course that's, that's the most amazing thing for sustainability, um, but also for your pocket, <laughs> you know, often we can find something that's, that's vintage, um, that might cost less than what you would, uh, if you bought it new. So, uh, sustainability, uh, yes, that's going to be a big one. Uh, it will continue and I'm excited to see what sort of comes out in, in that, uh, this year. The next one is romanticism. This is an exciting one. I was really, um, really happy to see that this is going to be a, a trend this year. So things like floral patterns, uh, things from, from bedding and rugs to wallpaper to motifs and large scale floral is something that we're going to see a lot of. And I imagine it will, it may have an, a more of an antique feel to it or a vintage, you know, not something that's, um, you know, I'm sure we'll see both, but I think people probably gravitate to more of that textural kind of aged look. Um, and, and another thing is fresh flowers in the home, which, you know, both of these, you know, romanticism is, is beautiful and amazing and, and it can be incorporated into any decor at all times again, right? It doesn't have to be a trend. So, so as I'm sharing these trends for this year, I think that it's going to be important for you to think about, oh, if you really like something that, that's supposed to be a trend this year, just make sure that it's, it's something that you just genuinely love, right? So, so for me, you know, fresh flowers are meant to be a trend this year, which I, I just think that you should have fresh flowers in your house all the time or as often as you can. Um, it's just a beautiful way to um, create a, a lovely ambiance in your room. It's very inviting. It's uplifting. Um, and just being connected to something that's, that's 
you know, um, from nature. Uh, so yeah, so I was excited to see that. And, um, another thing, um, this is kind of a, an odd one that I've caught a few things of is the decoupage or, or decoupage. Um, so we might see these on sort of bowls in interesting ways and maybe grid or, or checker patterns and, and then seeing that in florals as well. Um, this one I'm going to keep my eye on because I'm just curious to see, um, yeah, how much of this we, we see this year, but it's, it's a fun little thing. So that's a perfect example of, you know, buying a bowl that has a floral pattern on it applied in an interesting way. Um, that's something that if you want to get on board with a trend, I mean, you can do that easily enough. And then next year it's not going to break the bank to replace that bowl. Um, you know, or to give it away or sell it or whatever, right? You can, you can do that. Um, so that's kind of how you, you can jump on a trend and, and not worry too much, uh, if it's, um, when it goes out of trend, right? And, and again, if you love it, keep it, (laughs) use it. So I leave you with this today. Uh, it's a quote by James Baldwin and he said, not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. Um, and, I like this because I think if, as we're talking about interiors and, and you wanting sudden change, it's really important to recognize what can be changed and face it, plan accordingly. And I know that sometimes change doesn't happen as quickly as we want, but it is important to face it, recognize it, and then plan and, and make the, the best change you possibly can. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe. You can leave us up to a five-star review. Please also, if you're not already following me on social media, I'm Nico underscore Smetello. That's N-I-C-O underscore S-M-U-T-Y-L-O. You can also follow your Pero. And don't forget to head over to our website to grab some free resources and learn about our upcoming mini-series, Unlocking the Power of Home to Bring Health and Happiness.